1: KWTX at 4 starts now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Megan Boyd and meteorologist Camille Hawksworth, and this time yesterday we were talking about that potential for severe weather, but I guess we kind of dodged most of it, yeah?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, we have um, a similar setup today, but yesterday it was very isolated, so meaning either it was an all or none kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Those sure. that saw it, those had severe storms, those that didn't got absolutely nothing, okay. and again, today is kind of a similar setup, so okay. I definitely want to take you uh INTO TODAY'S TOPICS WHICH OF COURSE IS WEATHER FOR THE DAILY POOL. WE'LL TALK ABOUT IT FIRST TO GET ON EVERYBODY'S MIND. WE HAVE A LOOK AT WHERE THE RAIN BAND SET UP YESTERDAY. AGAIN, SOME SAW IT AND THEY SAW ALL THE RAIN. IT WAS ONE STORM THAT TRACKED. All the way from the north, from Brownwood up towards Stephenville. One storm that moved down through Hill County, or excuse me, through Milam County and then over towards Lampasas. And then another one, this was Tornado worn that stayed just outside of Central Texas. So, uh, most of us lucked out on not seeing the rain because it came with... Hail. LOOK AT ALL THESE HAIL REPORTS YOU SEE HERE IN GREEN. THIS IS ANYWHERE FROM ABOUT QUARTER SIZE HAIL UP TO SOFTBALL sized HAIL. SO THE WEATHER YESTERDAY WAS SEVERE FOR SOME. AND TODAY WE'RE LOOKING AT KIND OF A SIMILAR SETUP. RIGHT NOW THERE ARE STORMS ONGOING up towards the north into the east. We've got severe thunderstorm warnings from Tyler up towards the north and hail again, the primary concern here, possibly up to golf ball, even up to maybe baseball size hail in some of these thunderstorms. These are all moving away from central Texas. That's the good news. We do have a severe thunderstorm watch in effect now until 9 o'clock, which does include uh, Navarro County here for this batch of storms that could develop. This may be expanded depending on the setup here over the next couple of hours. Like I said, it is basically the same thing as yesterday where we have a stalled out front that could initiate some more storms. We also have a dry line that's trying to start to kick up some storms that could move into Central Texas later on tonight. We've got a lot more to talk about this storm threat and the risk for, again, large hail tonight. And then a big old heat wave that's going to be coming our way. So, we're going to definitely dive into those details in just a little bit. But for now, we'll send it uh, back over to Justin and Megan and I'll join them for the Daily Four number two.
1: All right, yeah, thank you. Okay, so talk about wearing your thinking cap, but since birth. All right, so this is the situation with this (laughs) 14 year old boy. He can't drive, can't buy a beer, can't see an R rated movie. Beginning (laughs) next month, he'll be working for SpaceX. He's 14. Prodigy, Kyron Quasi is about to graduate from Santa Clara University in California with a degree in computer science and engineering. And he's the youngest grad in that school's history. But again, this journey with SpaceX, which is coming up at the end of July, it's not gonna bring him to McGregor, but he will join the Starlink satellite internet team up the coast from California in Washington, Redmond, Washington, in late July. Now, SpaceX accepts only about two percent of all job applicants. So this 14-year-old boy oh beat gosh. out a lot of people for this job. And his parents and teachers—they first noticed his gifts. Um, and you're going to be watching for the, the gifts to emerge. And all your beautiful, beautiful children. <laughs> yes. Third grade is when they saw that Ooh. he was showing massive progression, massive progress, mm-hmm. whipping through these studies. In fact, uh, when he was nine, he began community college. Then he. <laughs> Transferred. Why to, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. <laughs> then he transferred to the Santa Clara when he was 11, and at the time he was 11, he was an intern at Intel Labs, the only undergraduate on his team, and obviously the only child. Amazing. It's, it's how did they come to life with these amazing abilities? Right. We just love to see that happen.
2: Who are yeah. his parents? I mean, where did he just get this loving, brain from? Just loving, supportive
1: family. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure that you know you can do a lot of great things for kids when it comes to those early learning tools and toys that help you learn and everything, mm-hmm. but sometimes. They're just,
2: they're just ready to go to SpaceX yes. at 14. that's yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty
1: incredible, so I love to see that.
2: Y- you almost wonder, too, not that this is a conflict, but like how does a 14-year-old work? Like isn't that child labor laws and stuff? I mean, it's interesting. Great,
1: I mean, I really, that's a good question. I guess state I see, by state it's, not it's different. not slave
2: labor that he's doing, right. but Right, and maybe,
1: maybe they limit his hours per week sure. or something like that, yeah, that could be it, right. you know? But um, yeah, it's, it, I'm happy for happy for the family. An and you know, he thing. said that you know, people might assume that he lost out in his childhood, but he's like, no, I still do fun things with my friends, and I still have a childhood. I just happen to also have a work, have a job at SpaceX. So that, <laughs> that's Cat- that's to how be, it is. Uh, genius. <laughs> yeah. Now to number three in our daily four.
2: Well, the maker of Instant Pot guys has filed for bankruptcy protection. Get this: sales of electronic multi-cooker devices, mostly Instant Pots are down 50% from 2020. That's according to the Associated Press. So sales have cut in half. The CEO of Instant Brands said that the company tried to manage its way through the pandemic and global supply chain issues, but they've just run short of cash. U.S. Bankruptcy Court shows Instant Brands has more than $500 million in both assets and liabilities. But we all remember instant pots became a must have gadget and it was right. not that long ago, but they have been disappearing from kitchens mm. ever since. Do you guys have an instant pot?
1: No.
0: Do you? Do you? I don't. Oh, I do, but you I gave do. it to my mom. So
1: Okay, yeah.
0: I'm afraid of... Yeah, I'm afraid of it, honestly. that steam kind of yeah.
1: pressure cooker, kind
0: of, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of I have works. a crock pot. See, so <laughs> I had
2: a crock pot and an instant pot mm-hmm. on our wedding registry. And someone was like, well, you don't need both. So right. I took the instant pot off, and our producer here was like, you picked the wrong one, the instant <laughs> pot is great. Our director just said he uses his every single day. Yeah, It's a hit or miss, I guess.
1: It's interesting, you know, some things like, like a crock pot, they stand mm-hmm. the test of time over decades and decades yeah. and decades. But look back, uh, our producer, Karina, brought up the uh dehydrated, the food dehydrated for mm-hmm. big a while back. Yeah. Then came those bread makers. Everyone had to have a bread maker. Yeah. And now we have these air fryers, but what happens to the are the air fryers That's gonna true. stay or are they gonna go? We'll we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. But they've been popular for a couple, about four or five years now, right? I
0: yeah. always want one, like, and maybe I'll go get another one, um, Instant Pot since I gave it to my mom, but yeah. when you go on Pinterest, like, there's so many things Rest that oh, make yeah. you want do. these gadgets, yeah. and yeah. I'm
1: like, it's true. maybe well,
0: everybody just was just on Pinterest during the pandemic, and right. saying, I need this gadget, I need, I need, I need to cook these pie. things, right. yeah.
1: Now we're eating out more, and we just don't have as much of use for it, <laughs> but if you look, you'll get a hammy hand, hand down an Instant Pot from somebody in your life, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the takeaway there, that's the number four in our Daily Four.
0: All right, A BIG ANNOUNCEMENT ABOUT ONE OF AMERICA'S FAVORITE GAME SHOWS, WHEEL OF FORTUNE, LONGTIME HOST PAT SAJAK TWEETED YESTERDAY THAT HE IS STEPPING DOWN AS HOST WHEN THE 41ST SEASON OF THE SHOW ENDS. WOW, 41 SEASONS. THE NEW SEASON KICKS OFF THIS SEPTEMBER, AND SAJAK IS 46 YEARS OLD. HE BEGAN HOSTING THE POPULAR GAME SHOW IN 1981, FIRST IN DAYTIME, THEN AT NIGHT, It's TRANSITIONED IN 1983. Say Jack wrote, "quote It's been a wonderful ride. He and he'll have more to say in the upcoming months about the show and this to the bonus round. You guys know Wheel of Fortune has the <laughs> bonus round. Uh, this ex- comes with an executive with Sony Pictures and Television says that he will work as a consultant on the show for three years after his hosting duties. And this is one that I'm really sad about. I love game Aww. shows. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune. It's." Yeah. It's a staple. He's iconic. Yeah. Right. I think
1: that script said he's 76 and he looks so young. Yeah. Right. I mean, and he looks incredibly young. I mean, that show... I was three years old when that came on the air, I think, or something like that. But <laughs> and he he looks younger than I do, so it's it's kind of amazing. But you know, it is it is a staple. But certainly they'll get somebody in there who understands the way that, the way it flows and who's probably been a fan, maybe a celebrity right. of some kind. We'll see. You know, he had his uh, daughter fill in for Vanna White a couple of weeks oh, ago. Cool. So I've got a feeling she's part of the next generation of yeah. of, mm. of this incredibly popular show. And it you know it's part of what And I've
0: Vanna, they've that. been such a duo, a right. combo, so right. all yeah. those years. Yeah, right, all the, the years, yeah. It feels like we're
2: just in one of those times of transition, thinking about Jeopardy has been trying to find their new host and everything ever since Alex Trebek passed away. Yeah, I know. Tough times, everything we're used to is changing.
1: But, but you know, it, it's, there's so much to that play-along-at-home aspect of these oh, shows, yeah. and that's, I think, why they've lasted for so long, because so you, you're a part of it, Oh yeah, you're Especially
2: there Wheel of Fortune, oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. Everyone's trying to guess those
1: phrases. My grandpa used to always say, Justin, I want a million dollars today, because <laughs> he guessed the puzzle before the other person did, and I'm that's like, amazing. Where's, where's the money,
0: Grandpa?
1: <laughs> All right, well, coming up, we have uh, an opportunity to shine a spotlight on incredible resources in Central Texas for children's medical care. That's when we come back. National Children's Day was just a few days ago on Sunday. It's a day aimed at improving children's welfare, investing in their future, and addressing their mental and physical needs. Baylor Scott & White's McLean Children's Hospital is a local asset aimed at caring for the health of the youngest Central Texans. Here to tell us more about children's health is the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Dominic Lucia. We want to thank you for being here today. Got it right, Lucia. Is Absolutely. The name. Okay. That's it. So obviously summer's in full swing right now. We okay. know that a lot of kids are out of mm-hmm. school. So what's the biggest thing that you want parents to remember when it comes to summer safety?
3: It's a great question. There's a lot of things during the summer, given we're not in our normal routines, that can become an issue. But what we see as far as the biggest preventable things probably fall into two big categories, water safety and then heat safety. Water safety is a big one. We're in an age of distractibility on our phones and just lots going on in our everyday lives, but when kids are in the pool, in lakes, wherever that may be, we've gotta really designate someone, an adult, to keep an eye on them, to keep them safe. We see these tragic stories every summer where it just takes a moment, particularly in a toddler aged child, look away, and drowning is really a silent, killer in a lot of ways. It happens very quickly. There's oftentimes not a lot of warning, not a lot of struggle, and can have really tragic outcomes. So paying attention to those kids, making sure they're in safe environments. If you have pools, pool alarms, pool fences, really protecting those kids. And then heat safety is big, particularly as it gets warmer. We want to acclimate kids get them out there. It's good to be outside, but we want to do that slowly, make sure we're pre-hydrating, make sure we're seeking shelter when we need it, Listen to our bodies. Yeah. Let's talk about McLean Children's just yeah. for a second. Why is it such a really
1: big deal and such a great thing that we have this right here in Central Texas? Yeah,
3: we're extremely fortunate to have really a tertiary care children's hospital in Central Texas, and we serve so many counties, McLennan, Bell, Hill, Coryell, Williamson. Our catchment area is the size of New England, and there's a need for that. And so for kids to be able to have expert pediatric specialty care, subspecialty care, right here in our own backyard where the families can stay together for procedures, for surgeries, for hospitalizations. As a father of six raising my kids here in Central Texas, it means so much. You mentioned tertiary care. What does that mean for those? Tertiary care is advanced care. So there's different levels of hospitals, but we are a pediatric tertiary care center, meaning that we have almost everything a kid would need if they're ill or injured. What are some examples of some types of advanced care that children can receive at McLean Children's? Yeah. there's. Several of those, we have 40-plus pediatric subspecialties. Some of our highlights of the tertiary care includes our pediatric neurosurgery services, our pediatric neurology services regarding our seizure diagnosis and our EMU unit, our pediatric trauma care. We're a level two pediatric trauma facility, so we take the sickest of the sick and the injured in in the realm of children, infants, and adolescents. And then finally, our critical care, which is really important, that's our ICUs, whether it be our NICUs, our PICUs, that have the ability to even put kids on bypass, on ECMO machines, things that are life-saving and can bridge them through a very tragic cap that if they didn't have that level of care, they simply wouldn't make it.
1: So you as a father of six children and any other parent uh, you know who has children, we all love our kids, they must feel pretty comforted by the fact that this is here. They should know that they should be comforted that it's here. What kind of feedback have you gotten from folks in the community about it?
3: We, there's so many stories over the years, Justin, and, and things that just put wind in our sails. When you talk about grandparents, parents, folks that ten years prior before reopening had to split families up and go to a bigger metropolitan area to see, receive this level of care. And then there's so many stories, and I think y'all are gonna look at one later, right. about the complex medical and trauma care teams that just effortlessly glide in and put these families at ease and save these kids. And we're actually going to do that right now. So we have an
1: example of a Central Texas child that was impacted by having McLean Children's close to home. Take a look now at Elliot's story.
2: Elliot is spunky. She's a very courageous little girl. When Elliot was 3, she was diagnosed with stage 4 Wilms tumor. Today, Elliot takes life by the horns. There's not a lot that scares her, and she gave us the strength to just continue to face all the challenges. Hello
3: guys, you should sure have Thanks. Never fear. Resilience
1: is right here. Good to see her so well. I mean, the ju- yeah. juxtaposition from you know, being in the hospital and then just being out there and, and healthy little child.
3: How has been Clean Children able to make a difference in the lives of children like Elliot? Well, in children's healthcare, there's a saying that you don't just save lives, you save lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And the ability to intervene in those critical moments and offer that healing, offer that expertise, offer that skill. Complex medical care in kids is complex, mm-hmm. and you have to assemble experts from really all over the US and the world, and we have that here. They have moved here with their families, and are here to serve this community and and have that symbiosis with the community to take care of them, and it's just a very special thing. And last thing, you know, what do you think
1: sets McLean Children's apart from other hospitals, and even other children's hospitals?
3: Yeah. The the fact that we're a children's hospital, for one, makes us a rarity. There's just not that many in the US. And when you talk about a children's hospital, there's a saying in pediatrics that they aren't just little adults, that kids have their own special disease processes, their needs, the family dynamics, all those things the folks that work at our place are experts at. And then when you talk about McLean's itself, as far as the distinction from a children's hospital, we are so fortunate because we get to live in what would be considered A smaller place for a tertiary care center, yet we provide big time care. And the teams that we have interact so much that the nurse I work with tomorrow in the ER. Their son may be on my son's ball team. We may see each other at church. We may see each other in the grocery store. And so there's that connectivity to the Central Texas region that I think really sets us apart. When you think about, especially for a
1: child, care like that, it's life-saving care, lifetime-saving care. It's multiple lifetimes that are affected and saved. It's the brothers and sisters. It's the parents. It's the grandparents, maybe great-grandparents. There's just such a wide net of people that care about that child. And so you're benefiting all of them. So what you do is wonderful, and we appreciate you being here. Dr. Dominic Lucia, uh, McLean Children's, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah.